This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91. The same idea of, in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Welcome to MarketScale Software and Technology. I'm your host, Sean Heath. When faced with figuring out a solution to any challenge, sometimes you have to put on your boots, strap in, and figure it out yourself. Well, my guest on the podcast today has a lifetime of putting on his boots, strapping in, and figuring it out for himself. I am, of course, talking about the Executive Vice President of Technology and Engineering for HZO Proprietary Equipment, Jolt Pulai. Jolt, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm really excited to have a chance to talk to you today. You literally have spent your entire career figuring out better ways to do things. That takes an awful lot of energy. Your family has a business where solving problems is what they do. Can you just give me a brief history on the background of your family's business and how that led you to be where you are today? Yes, absolutely. I come from an engineering family. My grandfather was an engineer. My father was an engineer. My brother is an engineer, and I am an engineer. Most of them, my grandfather, my father, and my brother, they are all mechanical engineers. And I'm a software and software and factory automation engineer by training, but it's all part of the engineering group. So definitely I come from a family of long history of being engineers. Do you get pressure from your family to, to come back home and come back to the business every single time you go back to visit? I go back to Hungary many, many times. Usually I go back there once a month. And then of course I see my brother and then we work together. And then, of course, he's he's happy to work with me still today. But then, yes, while growing up in Hungary, I was always involved in the um, in the business. And then I was always around mechanical engineering, engineering and creation of something new, something important, something unique. One of the challenges that you undertook at HZO was the decision to design everything that you do in-house. The fact that you design things in-house means you, by default, understand every single side and aspect of the solution, regardless of what the solution is. There's no part of the process that you haven't examined. I think you summarized it very well. So as long as we design everything in-house, we know everything from A to Z. We know the whole aspect of the project. We know the whole, every little details of what we need to accomplish. And by understanding the whole aspect, I think uh, I am 100% positive we can do a much better job with the outcome. So that's very important for us. What things do you consider when you are starting the design for the next wave of products at HCO? You know, HZO product electronics for the most demanding environments with world-class nanocodings. And then in order to achieve that, we have to have a very durable, very reliable product. So today we depend on electronics everywhere, not like 15, 20 years ago when, um, for example, if you look at your car, you only had like, like a tape player in your car. Today, everything is electronics in your modern cars or medical devices or devices we don't even think about for example electric meter on your wall or tire sensors in your car just to name a few and all of these equipment or electronics they need protection because we expect that uh, all of these things to last for a long time and then some of these things of course our lives depend on for safety or convenient reasons and then in order to protect these devices you have to make sure that you come up with a robust solution 
And this is where Eidzio comes into the picture. We provide this world-class nanocodings to, um, to enable a better and more durable product itself. When you add the word nano to anything, people think of the future. But nanocoding is now. It's not something that we're not going to see for 10 years. Nanocoding has established itself as being somewhat important. What is the actual future for nanocoding? Over 300 million phones are lost each year to water damage. That's costing the industry close to $100 billion. You can imagine this is just one example. Phones and consumer electronics isn't the only market requiring protection. Nowadays, everywhere there is electronics, the wide variety of industries, the internet of things, the automotive, the medical, industrial, and any other. There's a significant need for protecting these devices and sensors and circuitry more than ever. So this is very important that we come up, we live in the future, we come up with a futuristic solution. Maybe the word nanocoding sounds like futuristic, but indeed you phrased it very well correctly. It is today, it's happening. Nanocoding is a very, very thin film, a very thin layer of protection. Even though it's a very thin layer, it's a very robust layer. You can imagine the thickness of your hair is um, maybe 100 microns. That's the thickness. We are talking about 10% of that or even 1% of that. So it's a very, very thin layer. And then it's a very transparent layer. It's like 90% transparency. So you cannot really feel that it's there. You cannot really see it's there. But it's a very robust protective layer. And it protects against the environment, mostly against water or or, or any other water-related damages. You mentioned the damage that water can do to these electronic components. What are a few of the other challenges that high-throughput manufacturing faces today? So we were able to accomplish what only few companies can. We provide a turnkey solution for protecting and waterproofing any of these digital devices or digital components. And it's important to understand we do it in a mass production scale with very high-quality protective nanocoatings. And then this turnkey solution is um, provided by a team of our engineers and scientists and manufacturing processes that have been proven very successful time and time again. And then we have a very diverse protective code portfolio. And um, we have proprietary application of this material using our unique equipment, which is unique to Azio. And then we have a very substantial patent portfolio with over 350 patents related to our special coatings and processes. So to summarize this, we have what the industry needs. Can you tell me a little bit about maybe the machinery or coating chamber and the benefits that come along with the way HCOs developed it? Absolutely. HCO has a unique equipment and a unique process. That this unique equipment and this unique process set us apart from the industry in, in several ways. First of all, it's a leading edge technology, state of the art, and I will spend a little time on that one, but it's designed and built in-house, as I previously mentioned. And because of this, we have a great flexibility, throughput, and quality, and other possibilities what we can do with our technology and with our equipment. And just to summarize the way how this works, you can protect your electronics several ways. You can install a mechanical seal. You can, you can imagine it like a rubber gasket or something around your device. So you want to keep the water or the weather or the environment outside of your device. This is not what we do. We want the water to come in because once the water comes in, we want to make sure that even though the water is present around the electronics, it still not damages the electronics itself. So this is the big difference between the mechanical seals as a technology and our technology, which is this nanocoating, very thin film layer on the electronics. The technique, you can imagine it this way. If you have an electronic device, if you have a PC board, we just wrap this PC board 
in a plastic, if you know, <laughs> if you can visualize it, we wrap the electronics inside of this plastic. So technically we keep the water or keep the elements not being able to touch the electronics itself. This is the way how we protect it. And all of this protection is a very complex um, process. It happens inside of our proprietary equipment, but the coding equipment where we apply this coding is, is the heart of the system. But of course we have unique pre and post equipment as well, where we prepare the boards for the coding. And after the coding, we do some post processing. And then the reason why we need to do that is because there are some areas where you don't have to, you don't need this coding. For example, on the connector itself, you have, you have to make sure that the connector is conductive. So electricity or, or, or signal can go through it. So these areas do not need protection. That's the reason why somehow we need to figure it out or we need to solve how to apply coding everywhere except at some specific areas where we don't need the coding. So of course we have a, we have a um, spectrum of protection and then different technologies available at 8.0. And then depending on which technology we talk about or which technology we use, we need to do some masking or demasking of the material, or we don't need to do some masking or demasking of the material. For example, our workhorse is, of course, the perylene. It's like a plastic material. Plastic material is done inside of, the coating is done inside of our chamber, inside of our proprietary equipment. And then this is a conformal coating. Conformal coating means that the, since you are in a vacuum chamber, when you start the process, this coating literally goes everywhere. It coats literally everything, tiny little cracks on the device, tiny little um, imperfections on the device, or it goes under components. So it literally coats everything. But there are areas where you don't need coating. So you put a masking material before the coating process starts, and then you mask it, you do the coating, but then of course you have to remove the masking material. Once again, as I mentioned earlier, for example, the connector itself, then this is the process. And then at 8.0, we were able to have a full mass production scale, fully automated system to do the masking, the coding, and then the demasking. This was a pedaling technology, but at 8.0, we have other technologies as well where you don't necessarily need coding. I'm sorry, you don't necessarily need masking, but we came up with a technology where we are able to code the device. And then even at these connection points, we are able to connect through. So this is important to understand. Depending on our customers' requirements, we are able to provide a spectrum of protections. Is there something about HZO that people would be surprised to learn? I think the important thing here to understand is that we already built proprietary equipment and processes needed to successfully code a multitude of these electro electrical components and printed circuit boards in mass production environment where we can code several hundreds of thousands to millions of pieces daily. And we've coded several millions of components uh, up until today. And then you can imagine it this way. There are some companies out there who are able to do successful job on coding uh, components. But please keep in mind, our company, 8.0, we have demonstrated that we are able to code several hundreds of thousands to millions of these pieces daily. So you can imagine the scale where we are. And then the scale is repeatable. And then we provide the same quality over and over and over again. And then in order to achieve this, the industry realized that off-the-shelf equipment or processes simply did not meet our customers' requirements. We needed to be innovative and come up with our proprietary solutions. And I'd like to mention a few here, of course, a few of those innovations that we have completed and we keep working on. For example, I mentioned earlier the proprietary coding equipment, which is the heart of the system of our process. 
But that equipment does not work without um, the racks and trays inside the, the chamber or the fixturing. These are the items which keep or, or hold the customer components, the customer boards, these PC boards. So we had to be innovative and design a rack and tray system how to load our chamber to maximum capacity. And then, of course, the speed was important. And our patented control process and software, this really helped us to increase the speed of the entire process. Not only the speed, but the repeatability and then the quality of the process. And then, as I mentioned earlier, we have the automation lines where fully automated lines are used in masking and demasking for one of our processes for the, from the several different deposition techniques we have we have today. The automation lines not only helped to speed the process up, but it allows us for scalability and repeatability, and most importantly, it improves the quality and yields. And then, of course, because of the quality and yields are much higher, our throughput is higher. So these are the unique things which sets us apart from, um, from others. And then I'd like to spend just a little bit more time on the, on the coding equipment itself, because the coding machinery is unique for Aidsio. Some of the benefits of our coding chamber is, for example, we use a cube chamber. Traditionally, chambers are circular or cylindrical shape, but we have found a, a way, which, which is a major benefit for us, how to use the cube chamber. Chemicals and processes inside of this chamber can reach every bit of the PC board. It's a very uniform, very even coding because of that. And then there is no varying thickness anywhere inside the chamber. And then because it's a cube chamber, you can fit more components into a square chamber than, than on for a cylindrical one. So this is one of the benefits. And of course, the larger chamber is better for mass production. The double size or triple size chamber can offer more space. So at the same time, we can code more components at any given time. And then just to give you an example, at the same time, we are able to code anywhere between 1,000 or up to 10,000 pieces, depending on the configuration in our system. I think these are important to mention that this sets us apart. You have a good process. You've had quite a bit of success. You've achieved an incredible level of efficiency. What's next? What's the next big thing for HZO? You know, I am proud to say that globally, we are the largest provider of these team solutions for electronics protection. And then by further developing our new coding capabilities and techniques, we stay ahead of the rapidly changing markets and requirements from our customers. I think this is very important to understand. And then, of course, we can provide a spectrum of protections instead of just focusing only on one specific area or technique. We have a spectrum of protections, namely the customers come to us. We listen to their problem. We listen to their requirements, their needs. And based on that, we offer the spectrum of protection, different versions. There is a good enough coding, there is an excellent coding, or there is the bad coding. Depending on the application itself, we can offer them or we can show them which one we recommend. And then we work with them very closely. And of course, our solutions are turnkey solutions. Turnkey solution is important to know that we not only give them a coding machine and here it is, use it, but we rather provide a solution from the very beginning to the very end, namely the turnkey solution. And then, of course, we have track record with the biggest brands out there in the market. We have a proven track record with them. What the future hold for, holds for us is that consumers need more protection. They need HZO. We are growing very rapidly, and then we are broadening our offerings for protection, of course. But consumers need HZO. If you buy any kind of electronic device, what you use, and you pay expensive money for that device, you as a consumer, you want to make sure that this device lasts for a long time. 
You don't want to spend thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars or something. And then just because of a little bit of rain or because of water damage or because of humidity issues, corrosion issues, these devices go bad. So definitely the consumers need more protection. They need ASIO. And of course, in the future, we are building new and optimized machines. It's never enough. Even if you have the best, the nicest, the fastest equipment, we would not call ourselves engineers if we did not want to do more innovation. So we are building new optimized machines, new optimized processes. Everything is getting faster, smaller, cheaper. And then we are expanding into multiple coding capabilities and multiple markets. So this is what the future holds for ATO. Jolt, I'm going to say, out of respect to you as an engineer, I hope you continue to be unsatisfied and that you continue to be driven to finding the answers to whatever challenges pop up in your day to day. Today, it has been a pleasure to have a conversation with Jolt Pulai, the Executive Vice President of Technology and Engineering for HZO Proprietary Equipment. Jolt, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really have enjoyed this. I hope I have a chance to talk to you again in the future. Sean, thank you very much. And I enjoyed it as well. And then please reach out to me anytime you have any questions.